Welcome back to the Being Whole podcast. I'm here today with investor, serial entrepreneur, and coach, Emmy Kirshner. Her mission is to empower women entrepreneurs to build their empires and reach beyond seven figures by helping them build more profitable businesses. Combining her deeply intuitive abilities with her analytical sense and 12 plus years of entrepreneurial experience, Emmy helps ambitious women business owners disrupt the status quo and become leaders in their industry by teaching real world strategies, not just the latest fad marketing tactic. Emmy is the host of Tribe of Leaders podcast, where she dives into deep conversations with entrepreneurial thought leaders and visionaries who share their experiences of building their empires. I'm so excited you are here with us today. Let's dive into the episode. As promised, I am here with my friend Emmy today. And Emmy, I'm really excited to have you here. I love how we've connected and talked about different things with our businesses and just chatted and gotten to know each other a little bit. So thank you for taking time to be here with my listeners today. Oh, you are so welcome. I'm so like grateful and excited to be here. And I know we're just uh, kind of launching our friendship, but I, we're going to have an amazing conversation. I know. It's so fun to just kind of bounce ideas off of each other and to hear hear what's going on in each other's lives. And I know someday, I think someday we'll meet in person, but until that day, I am glad that we have Zoom. <laughs> right? <laughs> so I'd love for you just to give a little bit of background and tell everybody, you know, kind of where you're at. I know you're in a space of a lot of different transitions and things now, but tell us a little bit about you, where you're at, what's going on with your life. Yeah, I have all sorts of things going on with my life. Um, I guess really top level. I'm a business coach for women entrepreneurs who want to build empires and they have service businesses. Uh, and that really looks like helping them get from six to seven figures beyond seven figures and um, help them with really growing and scaling not only their sales, so their sales are consistent and expanding every year in a sustainable way too, none of this roller coaster BS, um, but also helping them bring on and develop incredible teams that are unified and really creating like a family bond. Mm. Uh, so my approach is a little bit different than a lot of, um, a lot of people because I'm hitting a, a couple of different areas and it all just creates this like juicy, delicious business. I'm going to say where my clients are thriving. So it's so, so much fun, but I live in Philly. Um, I'm moving to Charlotte, North Carolina in October. So depending on when this is live, I'll be in one of those places. <laughs> um, I'm going to say former single mom because my kids are grownups now and they're amazing. So this um, this last year has really been a lot of transition because I moved into a new apartment last October, decided to like figure out where I wanted to move next. Both of my kids are like completely out of the house. Wow. Uh, I'm completely single, both of the dogs passed. And it was one of those moments where I was like, oh, I don't have any responsibilities other than me for the mm -hmm. first time ever. And that's been a little weird and I love it. Like I, when it feels uncomfortable, I'm like, this is really cool being uncomfortable in this. What do I do? Or, oh, I can like go to Target right now and nobody needs to be fed. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, it's so, and, and that's where the last time we talked when you were kind of telling me about it, cause I'm close, you know, my son will be a senior, my youngest. And so when you were talking about it, yeah, it's like this world that I can feel is opening up for, for myself. And so I'm so excited to have a mentor in this space now to watch you, how that you've done this. And, and like you say, it's, it's opening up a new space where you really haven't had that. I've told people in my entire adult life, I've never moved now without thinking about a school district or without thinking about, because what that would look like. And as you said too, you know, who needs to be fed, what needs to happen. And even I, I joked to my kids, like, I don't even want to plant after this year. Like, I don't want anything to nurture. <laughs> I just, I will share with you when my son moved out to Salt Lake City because he was still in Philly with me. Uh, my older guy, my younger guy lives out in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. So when he moved, I was used to seeing him a couple times a week and talking to him almost every day because he does some work for my business. And I'm like, who do I talk to? <laughs> They're like, oh, hello, plants. How are you today? <laughs> <laughs> and I will say, since the conversations have started, they've all been thriving excessively as well. I've had to cut a couple of them back. <laughs> okay, maybe I should keep the plants. So because I'll be able to see their response to me as opposed to like my couch won't respond back except to like have a further divot in it, right? From where I've been sitting. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay. The thing, and I love the way that you described your business because your face not only lights up for those of you who are watching on YouTube, I'm sure you saw that, but you also talk about it, not just in terms of helping your clients, but then you want them to have those thriving teams because you want them to have that connection. Yeah. And I love that you're not only focusing on the individual businesswoman who you're helping, um, you know, grow into that different space financially, but then who is their team behind them? Because you can't also scale and grow to that level without some support, right? So let's make sure that the yeah. support you have is matching up with what you need and what's, what feels good too. Yeah, absolutely. And <clears throat> excuse me. Um, it some of this is from the way I raised my kids in that we had a very fluid family unit, the three of us. And from a young age, like I had a couple of conversations with them when they were driving me nuts. And I think Brian was like 12 and Matthew was 10. And I'm like, y'all need to like start pitching in because we aren't going to do anything fun until you help me. And multiple times along with some videos of like this is how we clean the kitchen <laughs> relatable all of a lot of like really goofy things but it worked um but it also created and they also had a lot of say in what we did so that created um just this team mentality where everybody was pitching in for whatever we all needed because we all had full lives and we respected that and we came together and had our time together too so Having done that with my kids, it's the natural way for me to build teams and really get centered in core values and your vision and your mission and, and communication. Because a lot of times my clients will come to me and like, oh, I don't know like what to do about X, Y, and Z. And should I run this marketing campaign? Or how is somebody going to feel about that? I'm like, well, did you ask your team? And like, no. I'm like, well, they'll tell you. Mm -hmm. yeah they will <laughs> <laughs> but it really empowers them right because a lot of times people don't like if you're not asking or encouraging the feedback then they're hesitant or it doesn't even occur to them to share some brilliant idea that they had you know in the shower right. so if you give them that space to open up then they can bring those ideas knowing too that you know some are going to be like all right let's go do this and some we might postpone and some we're gonna you know just throw away 
and it's it really gives I think a lot of um, just fun and play but closeness too because you're getting to know people in a different way Absolutely. Well, and I think then too, it, it gives people who are giving those ideas who are maybe allowed to have that space, it gives them a sense of, you know, buy-in essentially, you know, mm-hmm. I have a different investment in my workplace. If I feel like, yeah. I, you know, you value my ideas and my thoughts. And sometimes it's that permission, that opening of, of space, like you said, right? Like I might not feel comfortable saying something until you ask, or I might not know that that's okay. And for a lot of leaders, I think, and business owners sometimes too, they're worried if they ask those questions, they're going to come across like, oh, as though I don't know, and I'm supposed to be the authority. And really it's just kind of leveling that playing field of like, hey, we're all here. We have common goals. Yeah. So let's talk about how we can get there and what this looks like. Yeah, and I refer to it as being a democratic dictator, which my kids still think is hysterical because there was, a, as I said, there's a lot of say they had a vote. It's just that as the, obviously the adult in the mm-hmm. family situation, I was the one making the ultimate decision. So you can be the same thing in your business. Mm-hmm. Right? I really love that. Yeah. I love the way that you put that. And I relate to that so much with, cause that's how my kids, that's how I raised them too. The three of us, it was the same thing. I wanted their opinions and I would ask them for feedback. We would make a lot of decisions together, you know, too, like, Hey, where should we go for vacation? You know, and right. things like that, collaboration, but it was always what you said, you know, I still then have the final say if I need to, but it was more of just this idea of, Hey, let's all talk about what this looks like because we're all in this together. And mm-hmm. And honestly, I think for me, you know, if we're talking about it from a perspective of a single mom, it was also less emotionally laborious in that sense, because then I didn't have to sit there and wonder so much of like, oh, am I doing this right? Is this helpful to them? Would they like this? You know, just kind of that mental noise. And instead we were just having like the conversation about whatever Mm -hmm. it was. Yeah. Uh, Me as well. And my kids have developed a really strong sense of boundaries that they love to implement with me. <laughs> Mine, too. Mine too. I was like, maybe I've given them too much power or maybe I've made right. them too self-aware. <laughs> the cool thing now that they're in their twenties is that like that keeps them really centered and grounded and aligned in who they are. So while it was annoying that they were at times like, no, I'm not going to go play this sport. And I don't want to go hang out at Susie Q's house. I don't like, you know, the way they do X, Y, and Z. I'm like, okay, like fine. So I think, I think that's really powerful for them. And again, there's a place to have that in business too. Absolutely. So what kind of brought you to this space of knowing that this was something that you could do for other people that you could help women with their businesses? Is this, talk to me a little bit about what that has looked like for you. (laughs) I'm laughing because my (laughs) My, I was going to say employment, but my journey for working has been really twisty and turny and windy and so non-linear. Um, and just because I've done everything from like sell insurance to catering and financial services to convention planning (laughs) and pretty much everything in between. But in, I think it was 2012, um, I graduated from the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, started my business as a health coach, was a practicing health coach, and 
after a couple of years in, I was like, why is my marketing not clicking? Like I really wanted to focus on stay-at-home moms, help with emotional eating. I was a little ahead of the game on that one, but um, I'd played with some of the weight loss space too. And I made a list of all the clients that I was working with and what they had hired me for and what I was really helping them with. And I had to see like that piece of paper mm-hmm. uh, in front of me to understand that I was helping everybody with stress. And mm-hmm. we were talking about like, why are you overeating? Or why are you standing in front of the fridge at 10 o'clock at night with the entire quart of ice cream you know, that you're inhaling? Or why are you not eating at all? Um, and the cause behind that was, you know, and they were all, they ended up being all entrepreneurs, not stay-at-home moms mm. and their businesses looked differently. So that's why I hadn't initially put like the whole, put that together, but it was my sales are down this quarter and I don't, I don't know what to do or mm. so-and-so just did something and I think I need to fire them or let them go or I feel really disconnected and I'm exhausted and I'm not showing up as my best self in my business. And I just started solving those problems. I'm like, well, why don't you do X, Y, and Z? So it was a really weird um, experience because I had that. I'm like, well, there's no way I could be a business coach. I don't have an MBA. (laughs) I mean, I did have, as I said, all these years of like totally different experiences. My BS is my bachelor's in business administration and marketing. It's not like I had zero. I was running my own business. Uh, but that like that getting over that belief of, mm. of having to have the MBA and it actually took a friend of mine. We were driving back from, we both had the same business coach and we we're driving back from a retreat. And she's like, uh, you know, that, you know, everybody's numbers and your numbers, right. And you can calculate them in your head. And she's like, why can't you be a business coach? She's <laughs> like, you're doing sales projections and like all these other things. And I was like, oh, okay. It's like one of those smacks. Like yeah. life smacks. <laughs> mm-hmm. It took me a little while to kind of shift and find my niche and it's always evolving, but it, that's my place to serve is really in helping women entrepreneurs grow bigger businesses because a lot of times what I see is they have this like inkling of this like gorgeous, amazing dream of how they can help people, mm-hmm. but they're and I think like so many women, they don't feel like they're qualified. Like I, I felt mm-hmm. right to have that dream or it's really not possible. So I love to get my clients and just blow that all apart and create it with them. Oh, I love that. Well, imposter sy- syndrome and just that feeling like it might not be possible because of your other roles that you're already occupying or whatever is going on for you. I mean, that's something that's not only a really real feeling for people, it absolutely then prevents anybody from moving forward in a lot of ways. You know, it's not like for a lot of people when we have that in terms of our career, especially, it's like a, a voice that somehow we listen to more, right? Because that feels scarier than to not listen to that voice because it's also tied up with our money and our livelihood and how we support our families. 
So getting over that kind of hump of, okay, no, I am qualified to do this. And this is a space I get to occupy and I do get to step into this space. And what if my dream not only is possible, but what if it's not big enough, you know, like really having somebody there to help you through that process, I think is, is not only necessary. I think it's really integral for people to move through some of those stages with with maybe a little less burnout and maybe a little more mentally healthy too. Yeah. I mean, part of what I do, and I think any good, good coach does too, is help people through their limiting beliefs. Yeah. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, we, I just had my two day retreat with my high level clients, my legacy leader clients a couple of weeks ago and everybody in the group had someone on one time with me. And in each case, you know, something showed up for everybody and they're all brilliant, amazing rock star women. Like they're all doing a great job and growing and expanding more than they, they thought they would a year ago mm-hmm. and there's still work to do. Mm-hmm. So having that somebody outside of you to help you move that and to identify it too, right? Like a couple, you know, a couple of times it was like, um, how much longer are we going to play with this one? you know, and giving them that little, that little push. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we need that, you know, everybody, yeah. uh, somebody who can help hold them accountable. And it's different. I think too, when you have, you know, whether it's a coach in your business or a counselor in your personal life or a coach in your personal life or all of the above, it's just sometimes needing that outside perspective of somebody who knows you has your best interests at heart and wants to see you thrive, but also is going to, again, kind of hold your feet to the fire a little bit when necessary in terms of, you know, questioning you or asking you to be accountable. And I think a lot of us want to do that for our friends or family members, but yet at the same time, we don't want to, right? Because holding people accountable is not always so fun. (laughs) No, but I do. (laughs) And I think you have to have somebody other than friends and family, particularly as an entrepreneur, but even in any point during your life that isn't tied to that stuff, that isn't tied to you emotionally that way. Mm -hmm. Like I have hired coaches and mentors, been to counseling. I've done all the the different things at different points in my life when I feel like I'm not, you know, operating at the level that I think I can be or that I, I know I need that little push. And it's been, I'm going to say, even with some of the coaches I've hired that I'm like, did not get the result or they, you know, they didn't show up the way I was expecting. I still got something really amazing out of it. Um, Even if it wasn't quite what I, as I said, what I was anticipating. Isn't this episode with Emmy empowering? I love the fresh perspective she brings to the world of business coaching. I wanted to let you know that if you're having a challenging time setting and sticking to your boundaries in the workplace, I'd love to help you learn how to communicate effectively and voice your needs. DM me at Dr. Cassandra LeClaire on Instagram with the word workplace, and we can start your transformation. Now let's get back to the rest of the episode. So there's a value in having that all the time. Well, and especially when you're talking about your retreat, and I know the different groups that you've done and you have upcoming is that that container then too. It's not only are they getting access to you, but that beautiful space where you're just in it with people who are also in this situation. You know, maybe it doesn't look exactly the same, but the thoughts and feelings and some of the limiting beliefs or some of the momentum that you need 
it's nice to just be able to state, state those things, kind of let it all out, talk about them and not have to explain it every single time or not have to couch it or, or anything like that too. Yeah, absolutely. And what's been really cool is as, as everybody's getting to know each other, um, their input in addition to mine really helps create forward movement and there's a closeness and, um, a unity there that's being built, which is exactly what I wanted. Yeah. For, for that particular group, having, you know, a small group of women who, you know, have got your back and are going to help you is really powerful. Mm -hmm. No, it's not, it's powerful and it's, it's empowering too. And I think that so often we see these outside spaces of, you know, empowerment or wanting to build each other up, but not all of those are real empowerment, right? A lot of them are still based on the scarcity model that I'm going to say, oh, good for you, or you go, but I'm going to like hold all my resources really close right here because, you know, I can't give them to you because then I won't have them anymore. And what I love about what you do and what so many people are doing in these coaching spaces is really trying to get rid of that. Like, no, we don't need toxic positivity. We don't need fake empowerment because we really all can grow if we're actually collaborating with ideas and talking through things and learning from each other. And Mm -hmm. that's what we want for our clients too, right? I want my clients to learn and grow. You want your clients to learn and grow. So in order to do that, we have to also be willing to step in those spaces ourselves to learn and grow from other people. So I think it's interesting to see kind of just some of the shifts that of the mindset that people have had previously on coaching. Like I think years ago, it was something where, you know, what you have a coach, you have a coach. And now almost everybody I talk to has at least one coach of some kind in terms of either business or life coaching. And somebody said to me the other day, like, well, that's just a bunch of fake stuff. I don't believe in coaches. And I was like, okay, let's talk about that. Let's, let's explore that, that a little bit. And I think that unfortunately, you know, of course there are people out there who just say all these things, or maybe don't have the experience or any credentials or anything to back it up. But my experience has also been, there are many, many, many people who started just exactly what you're like, you're saying, I want to help other people. This is how I'm supposed to serve. Here's how I can show up for other people. So really being able to present that to others and, and understand that you're doing that from a sense of empowerment, not just for your own financial gain and like, good for you clapping and then sending people on their merry way. Right. Right. Yeah. It's not about the money for me. Like it's really, I am so dedicated to getting results from my clients that Mm -hmm. like I connect them to graphic designers and I'll, I edit their copy and I I do all sorts of things that because I love doing it, it fills me up, but the, the average coach isn't necessarily doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes coordinating with their graphic, <laughs> their graphic designer <laughs> or with one client, I did a sales training and then I helped her hire an admin and was in on the interview process. See, and- the reason I think that's so valuable too is you're telling, helping people understand what they need. And this is the thing. So many of us, be it in relationships and business or what have you, you don't know what you need. You know, you need something or, but you don't know how to articulate it, or you might know one small piece of it. So I love that you're helping other people discover what they need. And then you're also giving them tools and resources to help them get there. 
Yeah. Well, because it's easy for me to say, oh, well, you should hire, you know, X, Y, and Z way and ask these questions. But until you're in it and practice it a couple of times, it feels kind of awkward and lumpy. So mm-hmm. uh, it's it's easy for me to pop on for a few minutes and then have a conversation about, you know, what I thought and what they thought. And then they learn from that and then they don't need me. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, it goes back to that. Um, was it the teach Amanda fish? or in this case, teach a woman to fish <laughs> um, and you feed them forever. Mm-hmm. And I want to circle back too, because what you said about like, oh, I don't you know, need a coach and blah, blah, blah. If you look at top level executives and top, you know, high-performing athletes and Olympians, like they all have multiple coaches for yeah. a reason. Mm-hmm. And in my experience too, when I've had the opportunity to, to coach um, high-level executives, like they're really honed in on a little, a lot of different things, but they're looking for micro tweaks that create huge results. Yep. They're not looking for life overhauls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that is really powerful to have somebody who can help you with that. Absolutely. I think it's like one of those things that I look at so many of those different coaching is like, you're, they're taking you to the next level. That's what they're helping you do, right? Whatever that level is, be it professionally, personally, like you mentioned athletes. And that's the thing. If you look at people who are, you know, in whatever industry, you know, whatever industry you need listeners in, if you look at that industry or that place in your life, and you think about the top person or the person who is like, seems to be, you know, the one, Yes, absolutely. I think you would be hard pressed to find any one of those people who hasn't had a coach of some kind. And I think that that speaks to the fact that also a lot of people don't get to those levels without realizing that they don't know everything and they do need to ask for help. And that's what some of this comes back to too, right? Ask Having a coach signifies that I was willing to ask for help. And for some people, that's the hang up of it, right? Then if I have a coach, then that means like I can't do it or I don't know what I'm doing. And so it, it's, it's back to all that mental work again, too, in some ways. Yeah. Yeah. So having a coach will help you fast track, whether it's life, business, mindset, mm-hmm. you're just like cutting out all the circling in your head and it allows you to just move faster. Reduce some of the noise a little bit. Yeah. So since you are helping other people reduce all their noise and working them through like a lot of limiting beliefs and helping them kind of just think about their next steps, what does that look like for you? Do you have your own system for you to do that for yourself? Do you just get so bogged down by what's happening at work that your own life is carefree and you don't think about planning? What's going on there? Oh, no, I'm like a crazy planner. I'm so type A. Um, and I also do like I, I work out regularly. I eat fairly well. I get body work every week. So I have a lot of self-care practices that um, fill me up. and. And one of my kind of latest bents is helping women build businesses um, that kind of break the rules a little bit, where that's more soul aligning. Mm-hmm. So that they're coming, starting their day energized. And that's going to look different for every woman, but I have to lead the way in that too. So um, it's an interesting balance of being super type A and very spiritual at the same time. I get that. I get that completely. <laughs> I spend a lot of time in quiet thought and I'm going to say meditation, um, but it probably doesn't look like, you know, sitting there a lot of times, um, 
you know, just with my doing the own thing. Um, and I mean, I think some of it's a function again of being a single mom. Like I had to be organized, otherwise nothing was gonna happen. And I also like to be really intentional about how I'm spending my time. Um, and not that I have not binge watched on Netflix because I have <laughs> one of my uh, <laughs> one of my favorite uh, pleasures when I don't feel like doing anything. But I want to be intentional about who I'm spending time with and how I'm growing my business and am I being authentic mm. with how I want to live and I mean really throughout my lifetime things that don't work for me like I've opted out of mm. and and maybe there's times where I should have pushed a little further or you know kind of gone along but I don't like that like mm-hmm. I just kind of make up the rules in general and reset and then and that's what happened with my kids was like I, there was no way I could be an authoritarian yeah. person. It just doesn't work for me. And I didn't have the bandwidth to be like, no, you're going to do X, Y, and Z. And that's how some of it started. And then I was like, and then, and now you're going to help me. So, <laughs> right. But even, I mean, even in college, I, um, there was a, like a early level marketing class that I hadn't taken and I needed to do that and I'm like I just asked my teacher I was like I don't like this class I'm like you're awesome but can I just make something else up and do extra credit do something so I don't have to come to class all the time and I'm like I'll come sometimes like I don't it's not that I don't want to you know do the work and he's like he thought about it for a while and he was like I um I'm going to give you this project and you don't have to go to class at all wow Wow, good for you for asking. First of all, I've never had anyone ask me that. Now, now watch, they all will. <laughs> but that's uh, so good for you for taking that yeah. and really understanding what was going to work for you too. I mean, that's what that was, right? Because I would have failed. Like, I know me, like if I get bored too long, I would have just like totally zoned out and not done the work and only half studied. So it was really like, all right, well, if this isn't working for me, how can I set up myself up for, uh, how can I set myself up for success? Yeah. Wow. So, that's really great. Well, I'm glad that yeah. you did that. I mean, I think that that, that had to be so empowering too. And I can see where he probably did have to think about it a little bit because that's a really unique thing to ask. But I think that so, so often that's what we need to do though, is ask the questions and let yeah, people yeah. tell us no you know, and understand that sometimes if people tell us no, it's like, oh, okay, that's right. fine. And you can go on to the next thing. Like no yeah. is personal rejection of who you are and all your self-worth, right? Yeah, yeah. And like, I was so grateful because it took extra time in his day and week. Like we met, I think every week or every other week or whatever. And he had to create a project for me. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, I was really grateful, but and I can't think of other examples, but I've done that over and over again. Mm-hmm. Just like, all right, this is what I need. That, and- that's a good lesson for us all to learn though. I mean, I think that's whenever I'm working with people, you know, my work on boundaries, my work on conflict, my work on relationship maintenance, all of this, it comes back to our needs and our values, right? And so often like what you're talking about with the business yeah. as well. 
And a lot of times we don't know how to articulate that because we don't really know what it is, right? We haven't sat down, like write out, these are my needs, or this is what makes me feel loved, or this is what makes me feel valued, or this is what makes me feel seen at work or whatever it is. So then sometimes when we're frustrated or unhappy, we know how to articulate the frustration and the unhappiness, but we're not ever getting back to the why it's frustrating and why it's making us unhappy, right? We're just like that person or that situation or that thing. So bringing it back to, okay, what do I need from this situation and why am I feeling this way? And then asking people to give you what you need. I mean, that is actually what I teach. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Do that. But, but that's the hard part, right? Is knowing what you need and then asking for it because the asking is vulnerable, right? Then that means I have to admit that I have a need. I have to wonder if you're going to, what you're going to do with that. If you're going to accept that, or if you're going to go with it or what that's going to cause. Right. But I think I wish people could also get in their mind yes, that it can be scary and vulnerable. Yeah. What happens if you don't do it? You know, what happens if you don't know your needs and you don't ask for the things you want and you never learn to articulate what that frustration or anger or whatever is, right? Then you're spending all of that energy and that time, you know, in shame or guilt or blame or anger or frustration. And is that better than asking and maybe being no? You know, like that space, we're so afraid to be told no, or that our needs aren't going to be met that we pretend we don't have them. Yeah. And there's been plenty of times when I should have asked for something and I haven't, but it's, it is funny for me to be like, when I'm really feeling out of alignment, it doesn't even occur to me. I'm like, I just need to not be in the space right now. Yeah. Well, and it could be eye-opening to, to look at the different ways where maybe you're good at it. And then the other areas where maybe you need a little more help or work in that, right? Because some people are really great at asking for what they need or setting boundaries in the workplace. And then it all falls apart at home or vice versa. So really even understanding that for yourself and being okay with the fact that, okay, yeah, I am really great at this spot over here, but I have my blinders on a little bit over here and I might need some help with that. Mm -hmm. And I think that to so much of this is a work in progress. So being able to right. admit that you don't know it all or that you might need help or understanding is really important. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll offer this for everybody who's listening because I'm doing it right now. I'm on day, I think 28. Um, but my mentor challenged me that I had to ask for help every day for 30 days. Wow. Okay. Tell me what that's been like. <laughs> well, sa- Saturdays, I generally don't do any work at all. So there's been a, there's one Saturday that I completely forgot and I had to check in every day. So I was, can I swear? <laughs> we allowed yes, to swear. Yes, yes. <laughs> All right. So I was like, oh, fuck. That's exactly <laughs> what I texted. I'm like, I forgot. I'm like, and it's like nine o'clock at night and I'm tired and I'm in bed <laughs> and I can't think of anything. So she was like, all right, well, you're going to have to triple up tomorrow. Oh, <laughs> I was like, what happened to doubling? <laughs> yeah, it was like, there's a penalty fee. You have to triple. <laughs> yeah, so um, it's been really interesting because it's been, it puts me in a different space of asking myself, right? Like, yeah. um, and, I, and I love these types of inquiry too, because after you keep asking it, right, for, it's like, all right, what am I going to ask people? What am I going to ask people? What am I going to ask people? And you're like, ah. <laughs> you know, it's like, I don't have anything to ask. Like, do I walk someplace and ask them for a Band-Aid? Or like, yeah. does that count? <laughs> right. But 
after a couple of days, you start getting into a different frame of mind where, where like the creativity of it comes in. And then it's, well, how can I expand that? How can I make myself feel a little bit more uncomfortable or what's a bigger ask? Or can I ask more people the same question and play with it? So um, I'm excited to be done with it, but it's been really cool to see that progression and to have asks both in personal and business. So I didn't keep it in one area or the other. It's been both. Um, and it's also created a space where even in my non-recorded or the challenge piece, I'm not necessarily checking in, but I'm asking other questions and asking for help in different ways in other places that are not necessarily huge, but there's no hesitation where I'm like, oh, later or earlier, I would have been like, well, yeah, maybe they don't have time. And mm -hmm. I'm like, just ask, just ask. I love that. Okay. That's inspiring to me because asking for help is one of the things that I didn't used to do ever. I've slowly gotten better at it and understanding why I need to and how to do that. And then also understanding that the people that love me and care about me actually want to help me. Right. And then even understanding that there are strangers out there who want to help me because they have information or knowledge or something like that, that they're just willing to share. Yeah. So that I think too was, you know, getting over that, that feeling for myself of that I'm going to burden somebody and understanding that if it is too much for them, they can just say no. <laughs> and I can be okay with that, or they can yeah. say they don't have time for that. Right. And so and was, oh, go ahead. I say it doesn't like asking and people saying no, doesn't have any, uh, any meaning other than like, not right now. Right. 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 Like. And, and they have something that they need to do and that's okay. Like it's not anything a reflection on you or your ask or anything else. Mm -hmm. Even when people, and I see this with in sales a lot because people are afraid to ask, they don't wanna bother, interrupt. So even when people respond negatively, that's still a reflection of them. It's not your ask. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Was there a space that was more difficult for you to ask it help in like business or professional or personal or did, was it just really seeing how it went every single day in every space? Um, I think the most challenging one was I was DMing some of my followers that I don't know very well on Instagram and kind of just checking in and then offering um, one of my freebies to them. Mm -hmm. And those that's one of the things I just don't enjoy doing. Mm -hmm. um, so it was really great like prog or practice of like, putting something out there and you know some people didn't respond some people said no but I had a lot of really cool conversations with people that I wouldn't have otherwise so now there's a connection yeah and okay. you just inspired me because that that is on my list of things to do that I've been putting off I'm supposed to be reaching out I'm supposed to be see even listen to the way I talk about it mm -hmm. I want to reach out to people and ask for help about sending out something that I have created and there's no good reason that I haven't done it. There's not, you know, I know who I'm going to reach out to. I already have formulated the email a hundred different ways in my head, you know, of course. And the only reason I'm not doing it is because, yeah, I don't want to bother people. I don't want to be like, it's exactly everything we're say saying. Right. And that space too, for whatever reason in business makes me more uncomfortable even than it does in personal spaces, I think. I think it's some of it's like that sales mindset, mm -hmm. uh, which I've spent a lot of time 
working on because I truly enjoy sales. I don't like this top level stuff as much, but even that, like now that I've had some of these conversations, I'm like, well, that was kind of cool. Like, and it wasn't really that painful. So like now I want to do more. Like who else can I talk to? Right. And some of those people will come in and be clients soon. Some of them will just be friends. Some of them will come in later and it's all good. Mm-hmm. And hopefully they're hanging out on my feed and something that I'm saying or sharing is a value for them. Cause that's really what's most important is. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. Value. And I think then it just gives you different spaces to connect. And I, I know that asking for help, it's interesting because a lot of people who are listening to this show, that's been one of the things that people have talked about or written about to me is just, you know, I know I need help, but I don't know who to ask. I don't know what to do, or I feel stuck. Like the number of people say, I just feel stuck, or I know I need better boundaries, or I know I need this. And a lot of the people, myself included, it is okay. You do need those things, but it's, you're burnt out, you're tired, you're overworked, you're stressed, whatever it is. So where are your resources? You know, and that's one of the things too, like even with friendships, this is what I routinely tell my students is, you know, you got to have a deep bench because yes, somebody might not be available to you. That person might not be able to help. This person might have their own thing going on, but the more resources that you can create for yourself and people that you can go to in any different, different situation, then you, you might get that person who is available at the time you need them or can have the resource for you. And when we talk about those things, everybody's like nodding in agreement. We're all like, yeah, yeah, it's awesome. We're going to do that. And then for whatever reason, you know, so many people, we get into that space where we really need to, and, and we don't, or we're, we're again, sometimes it's because people are worried about the perceptions of other people. Sometimes we're worried about what that says about us. If we, you know, cause essentially you're admitting that you need something right. And for whatever reason, again, that just still feels vulnerable yeah. to a lot of people. Yeah. And it takes a village. Mm-hmm. Like you can't go through life by yourself and I mean, you can, but it takes a village to get you to the next level. It's not just something that you can just be like, all right, hey, I'm going to climb the next ladder wrong and it all works smoothly. Yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. (laughs) And it's been really cool for me. The more I ask for help, the more I have this really cool community to help me. Like I'm here, you know, in North Carolina, my mom's been really sick and um, I'm helping my parents out, but like my friends are checking in with me and, uh, the guy that does my body work has given me a couple of suggestions and like that, that that's what it's about, mm-hmm. right? Like it's, everybody's got my back and I'm here helping my parents. Yeah. Well, and- you feel held differently. You're held yeah. up by people who have offered you support in a variety of different ways. And some of those people would never have even known to do that if you hadn't asked for help. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. such a good, that's such a good space. I mean, so many things that you've said, I think are just really helpful to people, but I kind of want to encourage, I want to give credit to your coach, first of all, whoever said that, but I think everybody should maybe try this whole 30 days asking for help challenge. Cause that's, that's a lot. I'm, I might, I'm going to try it and I will give you feedback and let you know how I do. Maybe I'll be texting you. Fuck, I didn't. Go right ahead. Text <laughs> me every day. Let me know what you did. 
Oh, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and expertise with everybody and for just taking time to be here with us. Tell everyone where they can find you, what you have coming up, what's the best way to work with you, all that. Oh, wow. That's like a long list. Um, okay, well, I'm going to link everything in the show notes. So yeah. just what you want to say here. How about that? <laughs> there you go. Um, I would say best place to find me is is probably my website. So it's emmykirshner.com, but I'm on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook. I'm not on TikTok. Um, and then come hang out with me on my podcast with the Tribe of Leaders. Uh, I interview awesome entrepreneurs and thought leaders like you. Uh, and uh, your episode will be, even though we haven't recorded it yet, I know will be um, coming up in November. So um, I love it. And it's similar, interesting stories about really cool people and deep conversations. I love that. Your podcast, I've listened to several episodes and, and it, it just again, opens up this space where we're having these conversations, learning from each other, taking in information, being curious, understanding how things have worked for other people. And the cool thing I love about the podcast too, is they are so accessible to do them from different places, you know, do them on my walk or in the car or when I'm mm -hmm. cooking dinner and just being able to kind of hear other people's experiences and then think and reflect about my own. So I'm very appreciative of your podcast and all the work that you're putting out there as well. Oh, thank you. Here are some takeaways from today's episode. Number one, sometimes just by providing help to others, you'll be hit with the realization that you are meant to do something. Number two, you are qualified to do many things that you might not have a certification for. Overcoming that imposter syndrome is challenging, but there are ways for you to step into the new space once you embrace help. Number three, having a support system in business is fantastic, but having an outside perspective like a coach can bring so much clarity and forward movement that you might be lacking in other areas. Number four, some coaches are willing to help from point A to point L and walk you through the process instead of giving you advice and expecting you to follow through on your own. If you need extra handholding, coaches out there will happily do that. Number five, vocalizing your needs can lead to beautiful moments that help you lighten your load. Thanks so much for joining us today. If you love this episode, take a screenshot and share to your stories. Tag me so I can say thank you. Sharing episodes like this can help your friends and acquaintances who may need a boost of encouragement. I hope you come back next week.